0: Subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing conversations to come. New episodes of With Wit are available every Tuesday on all platforms. Hello from maternity leave, and thank you again for continuing to support the show. It means the world to me. Today's episode is one that I guess is like not timely now that I've given birth, but very timely for when we recorded it, and I think is an evergreen episode for anyone going through pregnancy who is just like, God, this is really fucking harder than I thought it was going to be, I am joined by Lauren Elizabeth, who is a content creator and fellow Dear Media podcast hosts. She hosts her show Mood with Lauren Elizabeth, that I was a guest on. We did a little like pre delivery maternity leave swap, and I had so much fun with her. This is really just like a sit back, chit chat, hang, give some honest honest feedback about our pregnancy experience and discuss what we're looking forward to when it comes to that postpartum newborn stage and what we are afraid of. Lauren also vulnerably and honestly shares with us her journey when it comes to medication and navigating that through pregnancy, which is something I've been very honest and open about and I think is an important topic for as many people who are willing to share as possible because It is confusing to freaking navigate. So we get into that and so much more. Without further ado, here is the episode with Lauren. round two. Round <laughs> if, we're two. Ex- if we're exhausted, it's because we have just also recorded an episode and we're both fucking pregnant. <laughs> Lauren Elizabeth, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I just, I feel so comfortable knowing that you're just as pregnant as I am and forgetting everything and out of breath.
0: Well, you, when we were doing her show right before this, like you're asking me a question, I'm like going off on this tangent and then I'm like, I forgot the complete second half of what I was going to say. And that's yeah. how my brain is all pregnancy.
1: I I was forgetting like what I was asking you, which you probably couldn't (laughs) tell because I just was talking at a normal pace. Whereas usually I talk like a million miles a minute. So maybe no one can tell, but- yeah, I mean, pregnancy brain is real. And I think
0: maybe it's just like brings us down to a normal human pace because I'm the same exactly. way where I talk so fast.
1: Now we're like so calm and peaceful. It's like and you're listening like to wellness. meditation.
0: A hundred percent. People are like, I listen to all of my podcasts on like 1.5 X speed except for yours because if I do, yeah. I feel like I'm having an aneurysm. Oh
1: yeah, literally. Someone someone said, <laughs> I sometimes think I'm on 1.5 when I listen to yours. I was like, and
0: good. <laughs> Well, I'm excited to chat with you because I think we feel very similarly around just pregnancy symptoms, all that is happening. And you are someone who I recently started following thanks to Dear Media connecting us. And I already feel connected on many different things. I know we said this, but even down to the freckles. So (laughs) I would love for you to give my listeners who maybe don't know who you are yet or haven't consumed your content. What has this pregnancy been like? for you thus far, because I do feel a lot of people can resonate and appreciate the people who maybe have a little bit of a shittier experience and are honest about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think I definitely was probably scaring the crap out of people that were following me. If you haven't been following me yet, don't scroll back because I was in a (laughs) dark place. People were commenting on my TikTok. Now I'm like actually kind of scared to get pregnant. I was like, you should be. But I was hormonal and scared. But no, I mean, I'm now in, what's it called? My seventh trimester. Yeah, third trimester. So it's been a roller coaster. I think that, I don't know if now that since I've just been through it and I was talking about it online that I started getting fed your content online too, because now I feel like it's not as crazy of a thought now that I've been through it and I've seen you talk about it and me talk about it. But like, I did not know the first trimester was going to be so horrendous. I just I hope that that was the worst of it because it was just that bad. There was just a point where like even my doctor was like, are you going to be able to do this? And I think it's also to what made it worse was for like a lot of my anxious, depressive girlies. I was already on meds but I had to like switch around all my meds. Okay. I would love to talk about this because- So that was a double whammy.
0: Double whammy. So for context, I was on amitriptyline. Obviously, no matter what, guys, talk to your doctors. I was on amitriptyline for like two years, mainly for depression, but also for it helped with like post-concussion symptoms. And my doctor was like, I don't want you on this when you get pregnant. So Mm. because you're thinking about getting pregnant in the next year or so- let's take you off it, see how you do, and then get you on another medication if you need it. So I was in this like kind of transition where I'd just gone off it. Then I got pregnant. So it wasn't on anything. And immediately I was like, medicate me. Otherwise this baby is not surviving. Yeah, Yeah. And so I went from starting pregnancy on nothing technically, and then went right on sertraline and have been on since week six of my first pregnancy, now two years postpartum and 20 some weeks pregnant. What was your situation like?
1: So mine was, I knew that I was going to be pregnant in the coming years and stuff like that. And I know how babies are made. It wasn't like (laughs) the craziest, like, you know what I mean? People are always like, were you surprised? And I'm like, well, like, yes, but like also I'm not Mother Teresa. So, or Mother Mary, whoever. I love you, Jesus. And so I was on Cymbalta and I had been for years and it. I had gone like up in doses and I played around with my dosages a little bit, but for the most part, it's been like pretty consistent. The only thing that wasn't consistent was me forgetting to take my meds. And the interesting thing with Cymbalta that I learned is that the withdrawal symptoms are actually pretty intense because it does stay in your body like a shorter period of time so you kind of like withdraw faster. So when I took the pregnancy test, my first thought was, "Oh my god, I don't know the rules. What am I supposed to be doing? Right. What am I supposed to be eating? All that shit." And so I couldn't even get in touch with my psychiatrist for a few days. I went cold turkey. Do not do that. Which like is the dumbest thing smart. ever. <laughs> yeah, no. Literally dumbest thing ever. Like, you'd think that I would learn. I never learn. And so I go like cold fucking turkey out of fear. And so I'm probably beginning to withdraw. And then I'm having like panic attacks on the phone with the doctor because, you know, the psychiatrist is obligated to tell you, you know, your baby might have withdrawal symptoms and stuff like that. I didn't fully realize that. So just hearing it out loud, I was, oh, my God, should I even go on medicine? It was just so Mm -hmm. overwhelming. So it's like the hormones combined with the actual decision making, because at the end of the day, the psychiatrist asks you, what do you want to do? Because they're not going to force you to do anything. Right. You have to And I was like, do I look like a fucking doctor? Just tell me what to do. But no, I had to decide. And I had all the information. And so I decided to switch because although Cymbalta would have probably been fine, Prozac and Zoloft were like more pregnancy friendly. I decided, to, I don't even remember why at this point, because everything's so fucking temporary in pregnancy. I, for some reason, decided to switch to Prozac. and But that was first I withdrew from Cymbalta. This was all in first trimester. It took probably my almost entire first trimester to get this done, was withdrawing from Cymbalta, switching to Prozac. And then I had to start from the bottom of the Prozac totem pole and work myself all the way up to the full dose. And it was just a nightmare. It was a nightmare, but it, now it feels like nothing because you know it's like hindsight is just like yeah like i know that that was like a really bad time but i'm fine i'm like whatever well,
0: it's so interesting because i had a very similar where i was going from nothing to uh, calling a psychiatrist being like hey i well i also didn't have a psychiatrist because my neurologist mm. was prescribing my amitriptyline and my therapist isn't a psychiatrist so whatever, having to find someone the whole process. Yeah, I switched
1: too. So I had to do that too. I just switched to someone that was like (sighs) perinatal and in Chicago, all my stuff was from California. It's not fun.
0: It's not fun. And it's just such an added layer on top of the already intense hormonal and anxiety inducing first trimester. And I think for me, what I was struggling with the most was with this surprise pregnancy, all of a sudden it was like, hey, by the way, You can only go on certain medications now. You can't take any of the edibles that you take to help you. You can't do like all of the things. And then they're like, but don't be anxious. It's not good for the baby. For the baby. The baby can feel everything you're feeling. Okay. So you think telling me not to be anxious is going to help?
1: Yeah. And it's like, yeah the baby it can feel your feelings and i was looking at my boyfriend and i was like well at this point the baby's gonna fucking hate you because it's like i'm turning into <laughs> such a psycho bitch and luckily that was just the first trimester now me and baby both love our baby daddy so much again mm-hmm. but i yeah i mean i was the same i had my emergency xanax and there was a few a few times a month for emergencies i had my gabapentin i had my beta blockers I had my sleeping meds. I had the medicine cabinet going and, you know, the occasional CBD, glass of wine, all that stuff. And then it was just have fun on Prozac.
0: And I was like, it it is wild. And I do think there's such a stigma also, which is why I talk about being on medication throughout the pregnancy, because I get so many messages, which I'm sure you have as well of like, thank you, because this is always my biggest fear that I'm going to have to stop my medication and whatever. And obviously, again, speak with your doctor, but there are ways to do it, to still prioritize your mental health and make it so that you're able to get through this period because it's fucking tough. I honestly cannot believe 2024 is here. It has felt like five years in one, honestly, with the move, the pregnancy and welcoming our new baby to our family. I feel like it flew by, but it also felt forever. And I'm probably not alone in that sentiment. I will say I have been in the deep newborn haze for the last two months of 2023. So I'm very excited to find myself again this year and prioritize my health. One thing that I have not been doing much of that I really freaking miss is cooking. And the first step I'm taking to get back on track with my cooking is relying on Green Chef. Green Chef is a meal kit company making eating well easy. They deliver whole food for your whole body. They're committed to providing a holistic approach to nutrition by offering meals that contribute to the overall well-being of your entire body. I love them and have been a fan for years because they not only take over the menu ideation for our meals, which for me is honestly a dream because I have such bad decision fatigue, but they also do all of the grocery shopping and delivery for you. It is truly a busy person's dream come true. They deliver everything you need for your meals with convenient step-by-step recipes that even the most amateur of cooks can follow there is this chicken dish with like a maple Dijon sauce that I am absolutely obsessed with. It has roasted sweet potatoes and this apple and charred hash, and it's the perfect warm weather meal. It is so freaking tasty. With Green Chef, you can count on meals that are good for your taste buds, good for your body, and good for the planet. Plus, if you're looking to stock up on functional snacks, you can head to Green Market and shop their new Green Bundles, which is a curated selection of hand-picked goods that support your wellness goals. Go to greenchef.com 60 Cameron and use code 60 Cameron to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's 60% off plus 20% off your next two months using code 60Cameron at greenchef.com slash 60Cameron. Other than anxiety, what were some of your like horrific first trimester symptoms?
1: I think, yeah, I mean, that was obviously the biggest anxiety, depression, just because then it almost like makes you. Feel more fatigued. But what I forgot, and one of my friends that had her baby the past few months reminded me when I was in that first trimester, is she was like, When you're she's like, you're like me, that when your physical health is suffering, it impacts your mental health so much. And my therapist to telling me that all the time. And for some reason, like I just didn't put that together. So I I also just thought it was just my hormones and my meds, but I forgot that like the physical symptoms actually were also. Making the anxiety and depression worse because I was so exhausted, like so fatigued, and I'm already a very fatigued person. So then it just it sucks because then you're just shaming yourself of like I'm so lazy. You know, in Grey's Anatomy, they take a pregnancy test and they just work, 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 and they're in brain surgery and they're just doing things in their first trimester. I'm like, this is so unrealistic. But yeah, so it was mostly just food aversions and what felt like laziness, but was true fatigue, mental and physical exhaustion. And it's coming back in the third trimester. And it's, like, it does. it's so exciting. Yeah. yeah. It, it
0: Unfortunately, it does. I will say there's no exhaustion like the first trimester. None comparable. Yeah. And I truly forgot. Everyone says like, oh, you forget. You know, I didn't forget. It's why I was terrified of getting pregnant again. And yeah. if it hadn't been another surprise, I don't know how much longer, you know, I don't know how long we would have waited because I was still like Joe. I'm not ready to do this again. Yeah, but you do. I did forget about the exhaustion because there is nothing like that six to nine week where it is. I felt like I was sleeping under a concrete blanket where I would like try to wake up and it just kept bringing me back down in and out of sleep. And it's you feel like you're in a coma. And for me. I really relate to you in the sense of when my physical health is shit, my mental health is down the drain because I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I'm so unproductive. I'm so yeah. lazy. My life is a shit show. And it's just, it's a mess. Like, oh God. It's a I'm spiral like, I'm, of negativity. I'm ugly.
1: My bedroom's ugly. And then I started I feeling bad because it's like, and then I'm being a bitch and it's like my boyfriend's cleaning the apartment. Like, what am I even contributing? And then in reality, if you're growing You're making a human. You're growing the human (laughs) thing. That didn't hit me till like after 20 weeks. When I like finally felt her, I was like, oh, you're the thing that I was supposed to be grateful for the whole time. And I'm now like obsessed. There's something in there. Think about it from like January to what? Fucking mid-May, I couldn't make the connection. Like, that's literally almost half the year. That's insane.
0: No, I mean, I, we talked about this in your episode. I did not really feel connected to the pregnancy, honestly, until he came out of my vagina. I was <laughs> like, there's something in there. I know. And quite honestly, I still, with this one even, the kicks kind of freak me out more so than, like, make me happy. They make me a little nervous Depends on the to kick. To think about that there's, like, something in there. I can't explain oh, yeah. it. Oh no, it gives
1: me, me, if it's a certain kick, either my heart will drop or I'll get full body chills. Or if I I felt a limb for the first time over the weekend and I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck is that? You're going to start seeing like a foot. Yeah. That is so weird. Honestly, I was taking understanding breastfeeding class last night, which through like the hospital which was recommended to us, to which me and my boyfriend were like, This was a really good use of $95. <laughs> it was like, Get a good latch, good luck. <laughs> and I, the whole time, my face, I was just like, Cause it, it gives me like the ick, it freaks me out. It gives me the heebie jeebies. And I'm just hoping that like the moment I push her through my vagina, that I just become a different person.
0: Well, I will say the whole process is just very like, What is happening to my they body? Wipe?
1: Did they wipe the baby off before they put it on your chest?
0: No, I actually just asked them not to. I did uh, a <laughs> No but, but he didn't have the like cottage cheesy stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have it because I guess like, am I I th- the worst? No, <laughs> you're not the worst. But I think it's different when it's yours. Like True. You know, well, A, better reason know. I didn't is because my doula, like, you know, went through all these things with me. And I think supp- there's something that, like, potentially benefits if you don't. So that's why I yeah. did that. But he didn't have any of that stuff on him because he was full term. And I think it's more if they're a little pre, I don't even know, um. but whatever. The whole process is fucking insane. Like, you will be experiencing things that, like, you used to potentially think were disgusting. And now you're not even questioning it. Like, oh, is that shit on my hand or chocolate? I don't even know. And I don't care. Like, the things that you will do will blow your fucking mind. But the heebie jeebiness of, like, the growing a human. I even had a dream last night. I mean, the dreams are insane. Where, The baby was like kicking, but like you could see the full imprint of like the face, everything like through my belly. (laughs) (laughs) But I think for me, the craziest thing was when he came out looking at him and being like, wait, you're actually really cute. He was a very cute newborn. But I was like, you were like this in me. Like you were crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean,
1: even seeing my friends, they just had their babies in the past week and a half. And you know, like I've hung out with their bellies the whole time. And I'm like looking at these little infants and I'm like, that was inside of that belly. And it's inside of like, you. And then I'm like, no way. No Fucking way. I told the nurse that there might be a dog still on there. And she was like, oh my God, <laughs> shut up. And I was like, you laughed.
0: Oh my gosh. Was there anything that helped you during your first trimester with any of these symptoms? I think similar to what
1: you've said is part partly surrendering. And once I, I think I made that connection of like my physical affects my mental and my mental affects my physical and that no one like my boyfriend wasn't judging me. My mom wasn't judging me. My therapist wasn't judging. Like no one besides myself was judging and shaming me. And so kind of living in that headspace of this is temporary a little bit. And like knowing it's supposed to quote unquote get better. And obviously my meds started getting better. So I think allowing people to take care of me because I've never really had that before and just, just kind of like accepting it and knowing that hopefully I'll be able to not be a lazy sack of shit one day, that helped me a lot. And then just like with some of the, anxiety stuff I kind of did like a treat system almost for myself of after the doctor appointment I would because I, I couldn't wrap my head around I couldn't connect to the pregnancy to the point where like I thought it was crazy that my friends that were around the same time as me were buying stuff I was like what What are you buying it for how do you even know you're gonna need it what if something goes wrong so I would slowly then After like each appointment, which is, you know, every like four weeks or whatever, I would kind of like decide what I was going to get as a little like treat. And it would be, I don't even remember what the first one was, but like the second one was even just a little like necklace with her, like after my um, like 12 week, when once we found out the gender, I was like, when I find out the gender, I'm going to get a necklace with the name so that I can feel connected to it. And like, I wasn't still able to kind of buy baby stuff quite yet. But I was at least able to start kind of getting baby-ish stuff. And it doesn't have to be like expenses or anything like, oh, the first one was a pregnancy pillow. That was what my first one was. And so just stuff like that to where I just kind of like allowed myself to slowly lean in more. And just really, I I couldn't be hard on myself. Like I was not going to be one of those people that was going to work out all the time, eat perfectly all the time. And I'm really good at shaming myself for that kind of stuff, especially as someone that like lived in LA for a while. I kind of like is really triggering being like, you're not going to fit in your clothes. You're going to want to eat Taco Bell. Fucking
0: get off Instagram, protect your peace. How are you protecting your peace? Because I do remember seeing you post a TikTok being like, ever since I said I was pregnant, my entire For You page is oh yeah terrifying. And I actually want to give this warning to you as like a warning, not I just wait. And to anyone listening, one of my friends, and this happened to me as well, and it's already happened to me. One of my friends who was freshly postpartum came to me and was like, dude, I don't know what is going on, but my entire TikTok FYP is like newborns dying. And I, I actually have already started to get a lot of these videos that people are posting about losing their kids. And she's like, I have so much fucking anxiety over this. So I was not pregnant at the time. So I took her phone and I went through and I was like, not interested, not interested, not interested. And she wasn't following anyone because she's not like a big social media person. So I went and like picked my favorite people that either mm. were moms or had nothing to do with pregnancy, food, people, whatever, just to change up her feed. But I That's do, do want to highlight that. like it, it is very real. They serve you some terrifying things. And so hitting not interested is a great way to like block out that noise. But what, yeah. like, how have you been protecting your piece?
1: I never, I was always someone who like, I lean on comedy for coping mechanism and traumedy, whatever. Traum, traumedy, traumedy. Yeah. traumedy, trauma comedy, yeah, trauma, traumedy. I've never really seen a reason for a trigger warning. And not in the grand scheme of things, but, like, for myself. Yeah, I, like, I'll see it and I'm just going to, like, listen to it anyway. Or, like, who's going to stop? Basically, who is the trigger warning helping? Because I'm just curiosity killed the cat, kill me on the cat. And I had to protect. One thing I started doing was, like, if I saw TW or trigger warning and it was a pregnant girl, it's like, I would keep scrolling. I wouldn't even give it a second to get put into my algorithm, a second for TikTok to think I was interested because I scroll so much that it's people were like, say you're not interested. And I was like, I just have to scroll. Like, it's just me. I have to just scroll and it'll be on to Taylor Swift in two seconds. But I had to not engage with comments and not engage with that type of content because I just... I cannot get over the idea that something's not going to happen to me. I was literally just talking to my therapist. I'm like, well, if there's four of us that are pregnant, something's going to go wrong with at least one. And it's obviously going to be me. And then I'm going to see all these videos on TikTok. I partly feel like I'm preparing myself when in reality, like I'm not. I'm just literally giving myself anxiety. And then I'll be like, oh, well, I'm learning. I didn't even know what viability was until TikTok, until seeing how many people like had lost at what weeks and mm-hmm. i literally was just hysterical crying in bed on tiktok my boyfriend was like what is going on i was like i had no idea that i could even lose the baby right now and like what viability was and i'm not saying like being ignorant is like the smart way to parent but it is somewhat the smart way to protect your peace because some things are just tragic and like crazy and they happen and like i think it's great that people have a platform to like share and to connect with people but you have to keep swiping you have to read trigger warnings you have to curate your feed specifically and like sometimes like you just had to fucking put your phone down and read a book or just oh, go on a walk girl, like
0: don't even get me started reading like, a book it's my it's, I'm it's crazy addict i'm a book addict for my anxiety i go back and forth yeah oh, i i get lost in my romance novels two things i'm constantly prioritizing and encouraging everyone else to as well are my mental and physical health For me, this starts with my morning routine. I am prioritizing my mental health by having some necessary alone and quiet time before taking on my day and simultaneously prioritizing my physical health with including nutritional supplements like AG1. If you're a long-time listener, you know that I've been drinking AG1 for over five years now. When I started drinking AG1 daily, I noticed I had increased energy first thing in the morning and that it helped with my digestion throughout the day. As a creature of habit, it is my absolute preferred method to start my day. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Because I'm recommending AG1 to anyone with ears, I love seeing my friends and family also get hooked and join the daily AG1 train. I am obviously a fan of the company, but my husband is truly their number one supporter. Without fail, he is making his glass of AG1 every single morning, first thing when he comes downstairs before starting his workout. He feels it helps him feel more energetic in the morning and that he is getting the nutrients his body craves first thing. AG1 takes all the guesswork out of trying to combine the right supplements. It provides multiple products in one easy scoop, which is a true win-win. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why they've been a partner for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash FFF. That's drinkag1.com slash FFF to check it out. What you said is so true We're like I 100% appreciate and can totally understand the people posting that content for their communities and for other Mm -hmm. people to feel seen and understood and who can resonate with it. But I also think I was kind of similar. I didn't read one book about pregnancy while I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, anything that's important, my doctor will tell me. Anything else, I I don't need to know. I don't need to be obsessive over all of these things because I have a very controlling, obsessive, health-anxious mind. Yeah. What are you... When it comes to anxiety, are there things that you're nervous about in terms of postpartum?
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, since I don't have the evidence, kind of how we were talking about earlier, I think it's like the stuff that I'm nervous for is I'm also nervous that I'm nervous for the wrong stuff, which is anxiety sandwich. So silly. But yeah, I think that like one thing that I was nervous about that I told you was postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. But now after getting through the first trimester and being medicated in a different way, I'm very hopeful that I am like a little bit ahead of the curve because I did all the things I would need to do. Fourth trimester in my first. So I switched my meds. I switched my doctor. I switched, I got another therapist. I have all the tools in place prepared. So that if any yes, exactly. So like if shit hits the fan, I'm ready. And my boyfriend knows, my mom knows, everyone's prepared for my mental health being a priority. And I think the other thing that I'm nervous about is was something that I was very nervous about in my first trimester, was building resentments against my boyfriend and negatively affecting our relationship. And I think that I saw that I was doing that to us. And so I'm very grateful that I realized it in like the second trimester so that I can be more proactive about being aware of my part. So those are kind of like the personal things that I'm worried about Mm -hmm. is like A, turning into a psycho protective mom where it's like knowing I don't need help. I'm doing everything myself. The baby doesn't need you. It just needs me and fuck everyone. Goodbye. And then also turning into a depressed person. And then I'm just like, I I can't get, I think I'm just praying to fucking God that I push this baby out of my vagina and it is just healthy. Because I didn't care about that first trimester. Not that I didn't actually care, but I was just so fucking focused on so many different things, my lifestyle changing and all this stuff, where to where I was like, oh yeah, healthy baby, whatever, like I don't care. Now I'm like, I literally, like, I actually don't care if something happens to me. Please just have this baby be healthy because I'm convinced that I've messed up so many times.
0: Well, like I think also they'll do anything. The first trimester just doesn't feel real yet. Like we yeah. said, the connection isn't there. Where yes, if something had happened, it obviously would be heartbreaking and sad. But I also think that like it wasn't a fear for me in my first trimester yeah. either it started almost later where then when i started to feel more connected i was like oh what wait a second there's it's almost like i don't know about you but i sometimes can very easily tap into waiting for the other shoe to drop mentality 100% yeah and that's kind of how it felt where i was like okay wait i finally feel okay now well now what's going to happen Something I'm really interested in hearing about is I was listening to your episode. I don't know. Well, whenever this releases, it won't be as recent, but you did an episode on like your relationship with your boyfriend coming from someone who didn't have a relationship with their dad. Like Mm -hmm. as someone who has a very active and involved father, that was something I never really like, quite honestly, just thought about just because I knew he was a great dad and I knew what I wanted in a partner. And I'm not saying that my husband is not at all like a carbon copy of my dad whatsoever. And there are things that every parent does that I'm like, oh, I want someone who resonates that. And I want someone who maybe does something differently. But I am very curious from your perspective, like how has this journey been to navigate?
1: Yeah, I think subconsciously I didn't realize that that's where a lot of my like protectiveness and resentment was coming from because I was just like so naturally inclined to be like, all everything's gonna fall on me. And you you don't get it. Because in my brain, what I had known is I had just seen my mom essentially raise four kids by herself, and we all turned out fine. And I don't know what it looks like to have a dad. And even though like I did have a stepdad for like a very long time, but he was so emotionally removed. I didn't have a relationship with him. I didn't have a relationship with my biological father. So I You know, you start like you reframe your daddy issues when you're a young adult, because I think you see your friends get married and you see your friends have babies and you're like, oh, whoa, like that's that's what he did to my mom. And so then you kind of think about it differently. But then, you know, you get pregnant and you don't think that it's going to come. I didn't think that it was going to come up for my relationship with my boyfriend. I thought like maybe it would come up with the daddy daughter relationship because I don't really understand that. But it was also coming up for like my feelings toward my partner. And I was like, that's so unfair. That is, I'm basically saying like, I don't need you, but just because I've seen it's possible to be a single mom, when it's like, I do need you and I'm so lucky to have you. So it's like, it was almost like I was subconsciously pushing him away in advance, just in case when it's like, he's not my dad at all. And He is so supportive and he's so involved and he's going to be such a good dad that it's like, why am I getting so psychotic of, well, you're, you you know, you're going to be gone and I'm going to be home all day. And it's like, what are you doing? Just be great. He already takes great care of you. Like, you're just like poking and poking and poking. And like, how amazing is it that my daughter gets to have such an amazing dad, even though I didn't like now it's like, I almost could heal through her watching her grow up i'm just so glad i realized that while i was pregnant i think i just happened to get very lucky based off what i was reading and how i was feeling and the communication styles we have because thank god i didn't realize that when she's two you know like in two years later like at least i realized that now
0: i think it's going to be like one of the most helpful things for our relationship and for our daughter i think it's incredible that you realize that now as well because from any relationship relationship standpoint it's only beneficial to figure things out before they get worse and to start talking about them, you know, like obviously. But I think the resentment that we have mentioned a few times is very real during pregnancy. Yeah. Especially the first trimester. Like I resented my husband the first time around because I was like, this is bullshit. All you do is come and you get a baby. But the second time I was resentful because like he got to spend all this, he was being fun with our toddler. And Mm. I'm like, comatose under the sheets trying to survive. (laughs) When I was with Liam, I'm like trying not to barf every 10 seconds, but he got to be like the fun parent. And I'm like, well, that's not fair. And, you know, I think resentment takes on a whole different lens in postpartum because the reality is they're physically not going through any of these things. They're there emotionally, they're supporting you. They're with you, obviously, like, they're becoming a parent as well. And there's a lot of change for them, but their body has not physically been through the ringer for the past nine plus months. So simple things of just like, I remember him being able to physically exercise when Liam was sleeping. Yeah. Like he didn't need to be doing anything else. He had the time to be exercising. And I'd be like, you fucking <laughs> Like
1: it's not <laughs> like just because I like realized part of my daddy issues, that shit is going to piss me the fuck off. I already know it. I think I'm like you're figuring it out now. Yes, and I think it's so different when it's in your body because it was like we take the pregnancy test and our lives have changed. No more sushi, no more wine, no more edibles, no more going. I was so excited for a trip where I could go horseback riding, like, and then like wakeboarding and skiing in the winter. Like, I wanted to go on a ski trip. Every single little thing that I was on my agenda, bye.
0: He still can do all of it, and I was Mm -hmm. like, "Fuck you, motherfucker." Yeah, that's unfortunate. Like that's the reality no matter what, no matter how involved all of those things, their body is not changing. So I think it's important to notice that now and like get into that mindset of like, okay, this is just resentment building up. I don't need to act on these feelings, whatever. But I think especially when it comes to past relationships, whether it be with past partners or with parents or whatever it might be, we bring our own shit to every relationship. And it is interesting when, you parent with another person to observe, like, what have we brought from our childhood Mm. to the table, both good and bad. But you said something that really stuck out to me of like, hopefully watching him with your daughter will like help heal any trauma that you have. For me, I don't have child. I mean, I have some childhood trauma around other things that haven't like come up, thankfully with our kid. But I just feel like I'm healing my inner child Mm. as a parent, because It could be the silliest things of just being able to tap back into your childhood self because you're playing again is Mm. so enjoyable to to like the very small things if we didn't have a pavement driveway. So like I never grew up knowing what like drawing with chalk was like that was just (laughs) never something we did because our driveway was gravel. And like now when we're (laughs) doing like little chalk drawings on our driveway and he loves it so much, I'm like, this is so fun. Like I feel like I'm having these new experiences as a kid, but as an adult, if that makes any sense.
1: It's so funny because one of my things that I've actually told my boyfriend multiple times the past few months is like, I can't believe I'm never going to feel like a kid again. Because we were like oh, out on the boat. Oh, you absolutely will. I, that's what I was like nervous about because we're like out on the boat. And I was like, there's nothing better than feeling like, you know, like fresh face and like salty hair, and just kind of like running around. And I was like, you know, when in just a couple months, like, that's great for my daughter, but like, I'm just going to like feel like I have to have my shit together all the time. And I'm not going to feel like a kid again. And I'm never going to have fun again. So that, that makes me feel a little bit better that like, maybe I will.
0: I mean, I will say I have like the inner being of like a 13 year old tomboy where like, that's who yeah, I am. That's at my heart. <laughs> so it's confusing for me that I'm a parent. I still can't conceptualize. Like when it's I remember weird. being at a bachelorette party and like some young kid hit on me and I was like, I kid and he was like you have a child and I was like oh my god I can't believe I have a kid like I had to be like wait I'm married little boy yeah. like <laughs> not only am I married I'm a mom yeah and it's so insane to me but I think yes obviously you have like all of these responsibilities and you do have to like have your shit together because you're caring for a child but being a mom I've never felt more in tune with my like kid self because all of a sudden things are fun again. You get to go to like a playground and like do the monkey bars and go down slides and like we're big beach people. So I don't know if like you feel this way about being on the water on a boat, but like for me watching our son this summer play in the sand and in the ocean, it's so fun for me. And I feel like a kid again.
1: See, like I'm very much looking forward to that, especially since like I won't have like the bump to lug around for a little bit. Like, you know, wait a couple years, but I'm, Um, yeah, I'm like, I want to like still be like the fun parent. You know, it's kind of like the resentment we were talking about of like, oh, dad gets to be like the fun one. And like mom has to like do all. Well. So I was like, no, I want to like be the one like playing in the sand and like yeah. running around
0: too. Like, hell yeah. It goes back to what we were talking about on your show, division of labor. So you both Ooh. are, you both get to be, you both have to do tasks and you both get to be the fun parents because not yeah. one person has to do everything. Thank you so much for coming on here. For everyone who wants to support you, wants more of you as you're now going through this like postpartum motherhood journey, when this episode releases, where can they support you? Thank you so
1: much. Lauren Elizabeth
0: on everything.
1: Everything's obviously linked on, what are those things the kids are doing now? Link trees or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. Lauren Elizabeth on everything. Vlogs, podcasts, Instagram, TikTok, blah, blah, blah. Hopefully, hopefully when you listen to this, I'm... Um, even closer, maybe have a baby. No, you I will. Don't know. I, I believe you have a baby by
0: the time this comes out.
1: Oh my God, you guys just send all the posi vibes then because I'll be probably Wait, exhausted.
0: I actually have a question as a YouTuber. I know we talked about boundaries on your episode. Mm-hmm. What is your plan of like delivery as a vlogger? Are you going to be someone who's like, are you? See, Here's
1: my problem. It's actually comes more down to my work ethic. I will forget to get footage. <laughs> yeah. So like, I will just forget to do my job, and I will forget to ask someone to get footage. Like, I just will be like, maybe having a clip is like, I just, I don't know. But, so like, it's also no the most
0: important moment of your life. So like, right. you're allowed to not want it. I'm recorded. weirdly
1: like, I'm a weirdly very present person for someone who loves to mindlessly scroll. But I'll be like, oh, I should have recorded like X, Y, and Z. Oh, well, I'll have to figure out how to like talk about it now. So I'll probably do like a story time. Maybe there'll be a couple
0: clips, but probably not, honestly. That's I exactly how I am. And I think but it's, it's honestly all for... The, no, it's all for the better so that you can enjoy the moment. I will say I do. I, my doula took pictures for my own sake. And yeah. I do recommend if there's someone in the room that can... Just to get a few, it, it's the wildest thing. Like I watch them all the time. I'm like, how
1: fucking crazy is this? Well, see, I'll like forget to do that too. Like that's how bad I
0: am. So it's like, I have to like really actually make sure like well, someone you to get be proactive. a picture for us. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about it in the moment. Like I would have never remembered, but I told her going in, like, I do want photo, like as he's like entering the world, you know, <laughs> with Baby all Judy. the cottage cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll send it to you
1: um, with okay. all the vagina juice.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> thank you so much oh, for. I literally me, have a live photo of juice spraying out of my vagina, and I in the live photo, I go, "What was that?" All of my friends have seen it. It's like it's a meme in my life, in my real world, because everyone You're knows about out it. Of it's You're out of control. It's crazy. It's crazy. Thank you so much. On that note, and <laughs> on that note, with everything. Thank you. So much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I have so much fun recording the show. It is my favorite part of my job and truly is what lights me up. Your feedback and response to every episode is what keeps me going. And if this episode resonated with you, please feel free to DM me over on Instagram or share on your stories. If you are looking for a way to support the show, please rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. It means the world to me and it really helps the show grow. Please also make sure to hit subscribe so that you are up to date with new episodes coming at you every Wednesday morning. And of course, please be sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at at Cameron Oaks Rogers. I love you and I appreciate your support so much. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.